Hello, everyone, and welcome to the News Around the NFL podcast, where we talk about what is happening in the NFL football world. I'm your host, Gage Burlingame, and I'm here to catch you all up on what is happening around the NFL. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and let's talk some football. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the News Around the NFL podcast. I am Gage Burlingame, and I will be your host for today's podcast. So the 2023 regular season for the NFL has come to a close, and we are now moving into the playoffs. Uh, We have a lot of exciting matchups this weekend for the wildcard round, and I'm very excited for uh, for these playoffs as we have a lot of fun matchups for the wildcard. So today we're going to be going over uh, each of those matchups in the wild card. Uh, I'm also going to be going over some news and notes, and I'm going to be predicting the entire playoffs in this episode. So not just the wild card round, but I'm also going to predict the divisional round, the conference championships, and the Super Bowl. So we'll do that after we get into the news and notes. So with that being said, let's get into the news. So I'll be providing news from JPA Football on Instagram. You guys want to go give them a follow. That is where I get most of my NFL news. Uh, so we have a pretty good amount of news to go over today, as most of them are about head coaching changes and that sort of stuff. So we'll get started with the Falcons are firing head coach Arthur Smith. I mean, I think we all saw this coming. Um, I mean, Arthur Smith, um, I mean, his record last season wasn't terrible. It was 7-10, and 10, but I think it was the fact that he drafted, like, the last three years, he had a top 10 pick, and he drafted Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and B. John Robinson. Those are three, like, superstars in the making. But for some reason, he decides that he's not going to use them as much. Like, he's not... He doesn't He doesn't make his game plan around those guys. Like, he decides to give the ball to guys like Tyler Algier and uh, Jonu Smith or even, like, Matt Collins or something like that. Um, instead of, you know, trying to plan around his stars in Kyle Pitts and Drake London... And even Bijan, like Bijan had some games where he was kind of taken out of the game, um, even when he was healthy. So I'm sure Falcons fans are happy to see him go. I'm sure that there were even some uh, fantasy managers who drafted some of those guys for the Falcons. Like if you were a Kyle Pitts owner or a Drake London owner, um, I think the future is pretty, pretty bright for those guys now that Arthur Smith is out of the way. The Giants and defensive coordinator Wink Martindale have agreed to part ways. Um, th- this was... I think everybody saw this coming. It seemed like um, the relationship between uh, Wink Martindale and the head coach, uh, Brian Dayball, was turning sour. It seemed like they weren't seeing eye to eye on some things. And I also saw a report saying that Wink Martindale was uh, cursing out um, Brian Dayball uh, the day that he resigned as the defensive coordinator. So uh, he, he got his two cents in that day. Uh, he will no longer be the defensive coordinator for the Giants, and the Giants will be looking for a new defensive coordinator for next season. Raiders owner Mark Davis really, really likes the idea of the team bringing in Jim Harbaugh as their next head coach. Uh, this was said by uh, Jordan Schultz. Uh, my understanding is that Michigan's Jim Harbaugh will be coaching an NFL team next season. So Jim Harbaugh, he's been getting a lot of um, rumors and speculations that he will be coaching in the NFL next season. Uh, he just won a national championship for the Michigan Wolverines, and it seems like he could be making moves in the NFL. I mean, he hasn't really came out and said anything about that. I'm sure he probably will soon, uh, especially with the amount of uh, uh, head coaching positions that are available right now in the NFL. Uh, I'm sure that it is very possible that we could see Jim Harbaugh coaching an NFL team next season. 
So this move was a bit of a surprise for, I think, a lot of us. Uh, the Titans have fired head coach Mike Vrabel. Um, I don't know why Tennessee decided to do this. I mean, Mike Vrabel, he was a guy who won coach of the year a few seasons ago. Uh, he didn't have a great season this year. Um, I believe, I don't remember what their, what their final record was. It was either five and 12 or six and 11, but the Titans roster as a whole this season, I mean, it wasn't great. Um, I mean, you got rid of a lot of players in the last off season, like guys like, uh, I mean, you traded away Kevin Byard in the middle of the season. You got rid of Taylor Decker. You got rid of, um, who was it? Um, Bud Dupree. Um, so they moved on from a lot of players and Mike Rabel didn't have a whole lot to work with. And I think he did the best that he could. Um, and I know there were a lot of fans and even some former players of his who were shocked by the move that Tennessee decided to make. Um, there were rumors that they are, um, wanting to interview the Eagles offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson for their head coaching position. I don't really see why they'd want to do that. I mean, from what we've seen from the Eagles offense in the past few weeks, they haven't looked great. Um, and for them to fire Mike Vrabel to hire somebody like Brian Johnson, they just, it just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. So I think I think Tennessee made a mistake by firing Mike Vrabel. The Giants have Raiders interim head coach Antonio Pierce as a top candidate for their defensive coordinator position if he doesn't stay with Vegas. The Giants and Wink Martindale, like we talked about earlier, they parted ways. And so now the team is looking for a uh, defensive coordinator to fill in that position. And Antonio Pierce, he did a really good job of filling in as the interim head coach for the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, they could still um, keep Pierce as their head coach, but with all the rumors and speculation that the Raiders are very interested in going after Jim Harbaugh as their next head coach, it's possible that Antonio Pierce could um, he could go somewhere else and be a coach. Um, I think uh, being, being the defensive coordinator for the Giants, I think that's a really nice uh, position for him. Um, it would be a uh, promotion for him as he, I believe he was the linebackers coach for the Raiders uh, before he eventually became the interim head coach. So it's a good position for him. And if he wants to become a head coach later on down the road, I think this would be a, a good position for him to fill in. The Seahawks are moving on from Pete Carroll and they will have a new head coach next season. So this is another shocking move. Um, I think Pete Carroll and the Seahawks both mutually agreed that this was best for both both sides. Um, I think Pete Carroll is still planning on uh, staying with the Seahawks, but just not as the head coach. Maybe he'll be a part of the uh, management or something like that. Um, but he's no longer going to be the head coach. So the Seahawks will be looking for a new head coach. And um, some of the top candidates that I've been seeing is that maybe Dan Quinn, uh, the Cowboys defensive coordinator, could be the new head coach for the Seahawks next season. Uh, it's just rumors at this point, but it does make sense as Dan Quinn was the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks um, back when they had the Legion of Boom. Um, and he won the Super Bowl with them as the defensive coordinator. So he does have deep ties with Seattle, and I could definitely see him going to Seattle as the next head coach. But we'll learn more about that probably during the offseason. So another shocking move, um, longtime Alabama head coach Nick Saban is retiring, so he will no longer be the head coach for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, I mean, it, he had an amazing career uh, for Alabama, and not even just for Alabama, but also for LSU. He just had an, an amazing coaching career in general. Uh, he won seven national championships as a head coach, one with LSU and six with Alabama, um, I mean, he's he's coached up a ton of NFL talent, ranging from guys like Julio Jones and Mark Ingram, uh, all the way up to guys like um, Amari Cooper, uh, Jerry Judy, guys like that, um, Will Anderson. I mean, he's he's made a ton of NFL talent. 
Um, and he's by far one of the greatest coaches in college football history. And I think, I think a lot of college football fans, especially Alabama fans, are going to miss seeing him on, on Saturdays. Brown star defensive back Denzel Ward injured his knee in practice yesterday, and his availability is now up in the air. Uh, so this would be a big loss for Cleveland, as he is definitely their best corner. Um, and this is a big game for them, as they are in the wild card round against the Texans. Uh, so that's something to monitor. Um, if you're a Cleveland fan, or even if you're a Houston fan, um, that Denzel Ward did injure his knee in practice this week, and it is possible he can miss this game. They're already going to be without Grant Delpit. Uh, at safety so losing Denzel Ward as well would be a a big loss in the secondary Uh, so that's something to keep to monitor if you're a Cleveland fan. Star Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. announces that he is declaring for the 2024 NFL draft. So Marvin Harrison Jr. um, people are seeing him as the best wide receiver in this draft class and a a for sure uh, top five pick. Uh, I think a lot of teams who are not looking for a quarterback are seeing him as uh, possibly the first uh, non-quarterback taken in this draft. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr., he had an amazing career at Ohio State, and I think he's going to transition those talents straight to the NFL. So with the Patriots and Bill Belichick uh, both agreeing to part ways, uh, Patriots linebackers coach Gerard Mayo is set to replace Bill, Bill Belichick as the head coach for the New England Patriots. Um, so it was a pretty easy decision for the Patriots as – Gerard Mayo is already on the coaching staff um, with Bill Belichick as the linebackers coach, and they have promoted him to be the the new head coach for the Patriots now that Bill Belichick is no longer the head coach there. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if Bill Belichick is done coaching or not. Uh, he, ha- he hasn't came out and said that he's straight up retiring. I mean, it is possible that he could take a head coaching job somewhere else. I mean, there's rumors that um, Jerry Jones um, could offer Bill Belichick the head coaching job if Mike McCarthy uh, disappoints in the playoffs for the Cowboys. Um, but those are just rumors at this point. Um, but Bill Belichick, I mean, there's, there's a lot of uh, positions to fill in at head coach, uh, this off season. So it is possible we could see Bill Belichick, uh, be a head coach somewhere else. So that is it for the news. I know that was a whole lot uh, of news to go over. Uh, but now let's get into the playoff predictions. So the NFL playoffs are now set as we have 14 teams who have made the playoffs. Uh, So in the AFC, we have the one seed is the Ravens. They have a first round bye, And then the two seed is the Bills who won the AFC East. The three seed is the Kansas City Chiefs who won the AFC West. And then the three or sorry, the four seed is the Houston Texans who won the AFC South. And then at the five seed, we have the Cleveland Browns. At the sixth seed, we have the Miami Dolphins. And then in the seventh seed, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then for the NFC, the one seed is the San Francisco 49ers. They have a first-round bye. And then at the two seed, we have the Dallas Cowboys, who won the NFC East. At the three seed, we have the Detroit Lions, who won the NFC North. And then at the four seed, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who won the NFC South. And then at the fifth seed, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. The sixth seed is the Los Angeles Rams. And then the seventh seed is the Green Bay Packers. So we have six games this weekend for the wildcard round. As we have two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and one game on Monday. Um, and I think each matchup is going to be a lot of fun to watch. So we'll start off with the Saturday games. Uh, so the first one is between the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. The Texans will be hosting this game since they won the AFC South. And the Browns are one and a half point favorites, and the over under is 44 and a half. 
So this game, I think, is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I mean, this Browns offense looks so much different now with Joe Flacco at quarterback. They're airing the ball out a lot, which is something they didn't really do a whole lot when they had Deshaun Watson or um, Dorian Thompson-Robinson at quarterback. Um, Especially when they had Nick Chubb, they really focused on running the ball a lot. Um, But now with Chubb out and with Joe Flacco in at quarterback, they're airing the ball out a lot. So we've seen Amari Cooper have some great games. David Njoku's had some great games. Um, so this Cleveland offense just looks a whole lot different and they look very good. So I think this game is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And even with Houston, CJ Stroud, I think he's the offensive rookie of the year. He's completely turned this franchise around. I mean, Houston, they were in consideration for the number one pick last year and now they're in the playoffs this year. So CJ Stroud, he completely turned this franchise around and I think this game is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I do have Cleveland winning this game. Just because Joe Flacco, he's been playing on a whole nother level. I mean, this this game could potentially be high scoring. As I mean, Cleveland's defense is very good, but they're going to be without Grant Delpit. They could also be without Denzel Ward, but they're still going to have Miles Garrett, which helps. But um, with the way the the Texans' offense has looked these past few weeks, um, I mean, you, you saw it against the Colts. I mean, C.J. Stroud, he's been playing very well. Um, I think this game could be high scoring. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one, but I do have the Browns winning this game. Next, we have the Saturday night game between the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, The Chiefs will be hosting this game as they won the AFC West. And this game, it's going to be extremely cold. I mean, from what I'm seeing here, according to AccuWeather, uh, it's going to be negative 2 degrees, but um, due to the wind, it could possibly feel even colder. So it's going to be a very cold game in Kansas City. Um... Kansas City, they are the favorites. They're four-point favorites, and the over-under is 44.5. So this game, I mean, you would expect that this game could be a higher over-under, but I think right now with Miami dealing with a ton of injuries, um, I mean, the Dolphins, they're going to be without Xavier Howard. Um, They lost Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, and they're also going to be without Andrew Van Ginkle. Um, and they have a lot of players who are questionable as well, some uh, key players as well, such as Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland. Both of their safeties are questionable. And then uh, Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddle are also questionable. Um, Mike McDaniels, he's a little bit more optimistic that Mostert and Waddle will be available for this game, but he's not 100% sure on uh, Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland. Um, But this game... It's going to be at Kansas City. It's going to be cold. They're going to be without a ton of players. I'm not really seeing a scenario where I think Miami's going to win this game. It could also be kind of low scoring, as Kansas City's offense has also been struggling a bit. But um, I think they have the advantage um, with them playing at home and also with Miami dealing with a ton of injuries. So I think Kansas City is going to win this game. Next, we have the Sunday matchups, and the first game on Sunday will be between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. This game will be at Buffalo, where the Bills are 9.5-point favorites, and the over-under is 33.5. So this game, it's going to be cold. Not as cold as the Kansas City game, but there's also a chance of snow in this game. Um, And the Steelers, I'm not really sure if there's a scenario where the Steelers win this game. Um, There's... I mean, they're going to be without their best defensive player in TJ Watt. He's been ruled out for this game. Um, And the Bills playing at home, going against the Steelers. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, Mason Rudolph's going to be the starting quarterback for Pittsburgh in this game. Um, Even though Buffalo's going to be without Gabe Davis, I mean, they still have James Cook. They still have Stephon Diggs, Dalton Kincaid. They still have plenty of playmakers on their offense. So 
I think Buffalo is going to be fine, and I think they're going to win this game. Next, we have the Green Bay Packers taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this game will be at Dallas. The Cowboys are seven-point favorites, and the over-under is 50 and a half. So this game could be potentially interesting. I mean, when the Packers and the Cowboys play each other in the playoffs, there's always something crazy happening. Um, as a Cowboys fan myself, I've had some pretty bad memories of watching the Cowboys and the Packers play each other in the playoffs, whether it was from the uh, the Des Bryant um, catch. Um, I mean, they, they called it an incompletion, but it was a catch. Um, and also when Aaron Rodgers, uh, converted on that long, uh, fourth, I, I believe it was fourth down. It was either third down or fourth down. Uh, it was a long conversion where he threw a dime to Jared cook and he somehow kept his feet in bounds and they take the game winning field goal to win. Um, so this game is going to be pretty heated. These teams, they always tend to have a great, um, they always put on a good show when they, when they face each other in the playoffs. Um, but Dallas, they're playing at home. They tend to play better at home than they do in away games. Um, Green Bay, they're most likely not going to have A.J. Dillon in this game. He's listed as doubtful. Um, and Christian Watson, he's questionable with the hamstring injury, and Jair Alexander is also questionable after injuring his ankle during practice. Um, so it's possible that they might not have Jair Alexander either. Um, so that doesn't help Green Bay's chances of winning this game. Um, as C.D. Lamb... He led the league in receiving this year. I believe he did. He was either first or second. I'm pretty sure he was first. Um, but they're going to need Jair Alexander in this game if they want to contain C.D. Lamb. Um, but I think whether or not they have Jair or not, I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. Um, their offense has been on fire, and they play a lot better when they're at home. So I have Dallas winning this game. And then for the Sunday night game, we have the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Detroit Lions. Uh, this game is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, the Lions are three-point favorites. The over-under is 51.5. The game will be at Detroit. It is the first time in over 30 years that Detroit is hosting a playoff game. And it's the first time that Detroit is hosting a playoff game at Ford Field. And, of course, their first opponent at uh, Ford Field in a playoff game is against their former number one overall pick, Matthew Stafford. I mean, you you couldn't have... You couldn't have made a better script than that. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Jared Goff going against his former team. Matthew Stafford going against his former team in wild card playoffs. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, so for the Rams, um, I'm trying to look at the injury reports. They haven't really shown a whole lot. Um, from what I'm seeing, the Lions will be without uh, Khalif Raymond and Jerry Jacobs. Sam Laporta is questionable for this game. Uh, Tyler Higby is questionable for the Rams. So, just keep an eye on those um, if you're a Lions fan or if you're a Rams fan. Uh, both of the starting tight ends are questionable for this game. I think they should be okay, but again, just pay attention to that. Um, this game is going to be a lot of fun to watch, uh, seeing both Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff play against their former teams in playoff football. Uh, the Lions, I really liked what I've seen from them. They seem to play a lot better when they're at home, kind of the same as the Cowboys. Um I think they're going to win this game, but I think it's going to be close, and I think it's going to be very high scoring, but I have the Lions winning this game. And then finally, we have the Monday night game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Buccaneers, they hold the fourth seed after winning the NFC South, and the Eagles, after a really, really good start where they were 10-1, they finished the season 11-6. The last six games, they had a 1-5 record, so it was a really, really bad ending for the Eagles season, um, but 
I think they'll get it back together in the playoffs. I think they'll win this game against the Buccaneers. Um, AJ Brown is questionable for this game. Jalen Hurts is also questionable for this game. Uh, if y'all don't remember in that game against the Giants, Jalen Hurts did injure his finger. Uh, he dislocated it. He was able to pop it back in place and he returned to the game, but uh, he didn't look the same after that. Um, it seemed like he was having trouble throwing the ball, so they they just decided to take him out of the game entirely and put in Marcus Mariota. Um, but I think this game could be closer than what people may think. The Eagles are three-point favorites, and the over-under is 43.5. So, I mean, this game will be at Tampa Bay, so Philadelphia will be playing in an away game. Um, if Philadelphia loses this game, that would be one of the biggest downfalls to a season I have ever seen from an NFL team. I mean, starting starting the season 10-1, and it's looking like, I mean, Jalen Hurts was looking like an MVP favorite, and the Eagles, they were looking like the team to beat, and then all of a sudden they're 11-6 and six and they were five seed. So it, it's, it was just a big downfall for them. But I think in this game against Tampa Bay, I think they'll win. Um, but if they win this game, then they would go on to the next round to, to face San Francisco, which that would be a very uh, tough ask for them. I mean, unless the Rams beat the Lions. But, again, the Eagles, they're probably going to have to face either the Cowboys or the Niners, and that's going to be a tough game against either of those teams. So those are my predictions for the wild card round, and if my predictions are correct, then this is what the divisional round would look like. So, like I said um, during the wild card rounds, I had the Browns beating the Texans, the Chiefs beating the Dolphins, the Bills beating the Steelers, the Eagles beating the Bucks, the Lions beating the Rams, and the Cowboys beating the Packers. If all of that um, actually happens, then this is what the divisional round would look like. We would have the Browns taking on the Ravens, which would be a lot of fun to watch to see Joe Flacco going against his former team. We would see the Chiefs versus the Bills, which is always a fun game to watch. And then for the NFC, we would have the Eagles taking on the 49ers. And then we would have the Lions taking on the Cowboys. So for the divisional round in that scenario, I would have the Ravens beating the Browns. Um, and what would be an emotional game, seeing Joe Flacco return to Baltimore as a Cleveland Brown. Um, and then I'd have the Bills beating the Chiefs. Uh, I think this that game could be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I think the Chiefs offense could get it back together in that wild card round against the Dolphins. Um, and if that's the case, then I think that Kansas City and Buffalo game will be a lot of fun to watch. But I do have the Bills winning that game. And then for the NFC, I have the 49ers beating the Eagles. Both of these teams met earlier in the season, and the 49ers beat them pretty good. This game will be at San Francisco if that were the case, and I don't think the Eagles would win that game, so I have the Niners winning. And then the Cowboys would take on the Lions once again, and I have the Cowboys winning that game. So that would mean the conference championships. For the AFC, it would be between the Bills and the Ravens. And then for the NFC, it would be between the Cowboys and the 49ers. Um, so both of these games would be a lot of fun to watch. And I have the Ravens beating the Bills in the AFC championship. And then I have the 49ers beating the Cowboys in the NFC Championship, which I really want the Cowboys to beat the, the 49ers. I thought about maybe having a Ravens and Cowboys Super Bowl, but, I mean, the Cowboys, every time they travel to San Francisco, they tend to struggle. I mean, the Niners, they're just, they're really good. Their defense is really good. Their offense is really good. Uh, they have a really good coach. I mean, it, it's going to be really hard to beat San Francisco, especially at San Francisco. So I have the Niners winning that game. 
And so that would mean that the matchup for Super Bowl 58 would be between the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers, which if that's the case, that would be a rematch from Super Bowl 47, where those two teams met um, back in, I believe it was 2013. And the Ravens won that game 34 to 31, where it was Joe Flacco versus Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I think this game is going to be a lot of fun to watch if it does happen. I mean, Lamar Jackson taking on Brock Purdy and the Niners. I mean, both of these teams met on Christmas night, and the Ravens made a statement. Their defense looked very good. Lamar looked very good. And I think that game really showed that Lamar should win the MVP this season. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I think this would, this could be a really fun Super Bowl if it were to happen. And I do have the Ravens winning it. Um, I mean, their defense, led by Roquan Smith and Kyle Hamilton and Marlon Humphrey, their defense looks very good. I mean, the Niners' defense looks good too, but – Brock Purdy, the last time they played against the, the Ravens defense, he threw four interceptions. I don't expect him to have that bad of a showing again, but I think he could struggle a bit against that defense. Uh, it could be a bit low scoring, but with the way the two offenses have been playing, that probably won't be the case. But both of the defenses are also very good. But I think the Ravens will win this game, and I think Lamar could win MVP and Super Bowl MVP in the same season. So those were my predictions for the NFL playoffs and my predictions for Super Bowl 58. And with that being said, that will do it for this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. And I hope you all enjoy the matchups this weekend for wildcard weekend. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to today's podcast. I am Gage Burlingame, and I will see you all next time. Goodbye. <laughs>